Diabetes has a name. Poverty has a name. But they're not the name above all names. There is a name above every other name, and that is the name of Jesus. See, so you have to understand what, what that means. It's not that somebody put the names and they went, okay, Jesus, COVID, cancer, sin, death. No. That expression, name above all name, it means that that name is more powerful, more powerful than any other name they can come up with. So if you go to the doctor and they say, hey, I don't know what's wrong with you. Please, doctor, find out what's wrong with me. Why? Give it a name. Just give it a name. Uh, I don't know if it's cancer. I don't know if it's uh, just give it a name. And the doctor's going to say, why are you so eager about me naming it? Because the minute you give it a name, it falls under the name of Jesus. And it has to bow to that name. It has no choice but to bow. So never leave the doctor's office without a diagnose, full diagnosis. Hey, what's, I don't, we don't know what's wrong with you. Please, please find out. Don't let me go home. Uh, we'll tell you later. No, tell me right now. And if the, we don't know what it is, you say, well, whatever it is, I know that no weapon that is formed against my body will ever prosper. I know that by the stripes of Jesus, I was, was healed. Tell your neighbor, you better put, you better put a name to that problem. Shake one another as it is. You better name that problem. Welcome to Faith Church. Come on, say, hey, you better name that problem. You better name that little situation you're going through. I don't know what I'm going through, Pastor. Oh, honey, I don't know. I don't know, honey. And you, the other honey don't know either. Oh, I don't know, honey. What, what, what? I don't know. Well, let's find out. And if you don't know, name it. Why do you want to name it? Because the minute you name it, it falls under the name of Jesus. It's crushed by the name of Jesus. Amen? Did you guys name it? I don't know. Lately, I've been feeling, uh, what is it? I don't know. Put a name on it. Because the minute you say headache, depression, oppression, cancer, name it. Because there's only one name above all names. Man, I can stay here all service, huh? See, because you've been dealing with issues, and you don't even know what it is. And the doctor tells you, I don't know what's wrong with you. You're crazy. Okay, crazy? Under his name. Call me crazy. Because the minute you label me crazy, now I can go to the name of Jesus. Oh. Thank you. Let's move this thing over here, son. You may be seated. Oh, you can, you can stand like that. I can, let's have a rally. This is a protest against the devil. Amen. So you may be seated. Welcome. How's everyone doing this morning? Are you dealing with some things that have no name? No? Just give it a name. Well, we don't know what's wrong with you. I know what's wrong with me. Just name it. Panchita. 
Give it any name. Oof. Anything. <laughs> Why? Because every name that is named. See, no, I'll get to that when we, when we get into the power of words. Words. Did you know that if you, if not you, but some people are robbing a bank and they're, you see it in the movies, they're drilling to, through the safe. All they need to do is hear one name. Well, several names. Watch. They're drilling through the safe, trying to get through the safe, right? And you tell them, man, I want In-N-Out Burger. They're like, oh, shut up, man. Just keep drilling. Oh, I'm craving McDonald's, bro. Would you please be quiet and let me drill this thing so I can get the money out? See, those names have no power on that situation. But if you say, hey, I heard the FBI is coming. I heard the cops are on their way. What's going to happen? Hmm? They're going to say, who? See, because names have power. Remember when your mom used to say, wait until your dad gets home? Well, you need to tell the devil, you need to wait until my daddy gets home. And today's topic is Father God. Write it down. Father God. We're, talk we're talking about identity, about how God sees you, and we have many, many different subjects, but every week I'm going to bring one phrase to you. Today is, say it, if you don't have a clear understanding that God is your father, you're going to stay, you're going to continue nameless. Did you know that your father is the one that gave you your name? Not your first name. There's many Johnnies. And I know that some of you, your father didn't treat you right. I know. But we're not talking about your earthly father this morning. We're talking about who? Father God. I know your last name is Gonzalez, Smith, uh, Perez. Uh, what's the other one? Johnson. But there's... Another name that was attached to you before you were even born. Before you were born, God named you. Go to Isaiah, uh, Jeremiah 1, 5, please. If you're going to take notes, you better take notes. And you need to go home and watch these videos over and over until you get it. <coughs> Jeremiah 1, 5. Jeremiah 1.5. If you have a Bible, I know that you, they put it up on the screen, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to walk, get, get away from them. Maybe put a nice picture up there or something. Jeremiah 1.5. We're living in times that you need to know the Bible. Listen, if Costco is open, and I'm not promoting Costco, I don't need to promote Costco. All you guys go to Costco. I go to Costco. Sam's, Walmart. How is it that Walmart is open and Costco is open, 
Here it is. But not the church. Something's wrong. I mean, I'm not the smartest guy in town, but something's wrong. When I go to Costco and there's a line of people, especially in the return section, they're bumper, you know, they're pushing each other. And, and I'm like, and church buildings are empty this morning? I don't know about you, but I think something's wrong, right? Well, I'll tell you what's wrong. Christianity became a religion in the first century, 2,000 years ago. 60 years after Jesus died, and Paul died, and Peter died, and all the apostles died, everybody just came up and said, okay, no more tongues, because my grandma doesn't like tongues. No more <coughs> rebuking devils, no more praying for the sick, no more. We have medicine, and we have herbs, and we have all this. <coughs> they deviated from the original plan. It's like if you want a franchise, right, in and out Burger, but you want to sell, I don't know, tacos. They're going to tell you, no. You're going to sell burgers, and you're only going to have three. One, two, three. That's it. Yeah, but you know, tacos, you know, tacos are good. I know tacos are good, but this franchise does not deal with tacos. You need Taco Bell. No, I want in and out Burger, but I want to change the menu. They won't let you. Would they? They'll take it away from you. And say, you can sell tacos, but you're not going to have the little arrow in there. You can, you can have your mama with a picture like this, eating tacos, whatever you want. Freedom of s expression. You can have yourself eating a taco, but you're not going to have the little arrow that says in and out and the two little palm trees. No. Why? Because that's not the franchise menu. Well, when Jesus came and created his franchise, the church, Jesus gave the church a menu. He says, in my name, you're going to cast devils out. You're going to lay hands on the sick and they're going to recover. You're going to eat poisonous stuff, you know, like Starbucks, and it should not harm you. <laughs> Are you guys laughing about that? I said, cast devils out, and you got all serious. L laying the hands on the sick and all Starbucks. <laughs> That's the menu of the franchise, the church. And you're going to make many franchises. There's many in-N-Out burgers. I can go to any In-N-Out burger and order number one, and it'll be the same. I can go to L.A. I can go to San Diego. I can go to whatever they are and say, please, number one. I know what I'm going to get. Right? Well, Jesus said, okay, you can have many churches, one menu. Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and it will be forevermore. He changes not. He still heals. He still forgives. He still delivers you. He is the same. Go like this. See, now just because you're behind a pulpit, a lot of ignorant folks are behind a pulpit. They want to have their own menu. Okay, we're going to talk about tacos. And No, 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 no. Wait a minute. That's not the menu. Oh, what's wrong with tacos? Nothing. That is not the menu for In-N-Out Burger. Well, the church has a menu, and the menu is in the Word of God. 
And then the word of God says, in my name, you're going to do X, Y, and Z. If you change that menu, you're no longer the church. Here's another part of the menu. No weapon formed against you, against you shall ever prosper. That's for the church. Fear not, for I am with you always. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind, right? That's in the menu. This is the problem. When Jesus ascended to heaven and said, go ahead, preach the gospel. Make many franchises throughout the world. I'll be back. Well, Paul, Peter, John, they kept the menu. When they died, someone else bought the franchise. And they say, you know what? Fries are too fattening. We're going to add a little bit of vegetables. Do you get vegetables in that burger? No. If you don't follow me and you fall asleep right now, what does this have to do with Father God, Pastor? Everything. Tell your neighbor, shut up and listen to the pastor. Don't, don't look at him with that loud voice. So 30 years go by, more people, the church starts growing from Jerusalem to, uh, you know, Corinth. Philippi, they go around Spain and they keep moving, right? And all of a sudden, Paul dies. Well, he gets mur uh, murdered, killed in Rome. Peter gets crucified upside down. John gets thrown in this boiling oil and they try to burn him and they put him in an island. So they all die. So the new generation comes up with cell phones. Hey. <laughs> and I cast the devil out. And the devil says, how are you going to cast me out with a cell phone? Okay, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to have donuts at church. We're going to be a friendly place. Write this down. The devil wanted the church to be a friendly group of people with no power. The devil always wanted the church to be a friendly group of people with zero power. And it took years to accomplish that. To the point that now, 2,000 years later, there was big groups of people, friendly people, eating donut people, fellowship people, uh, daycare people, uh, illustrated sermons people, uh, everything, you know, tore jeans people, and, you know, uh, friendly people, uh, relating to each other people, zero power. And the devil said, now I got you. How do you know that, Pastor? Didn't you see it six, six months ago? Hey, you're going to die if you go to church. <gasps> what? No. Yeah, go to Walmart. Go to, you know. Go protest. Do whatever you want. Don't go to church. Go 
go to Faith Academy. I explain that in detail. Okay? So now we have a bunch of people at home. They don't know who their father is. They think their father was an abusive bastard. They think their father was an abusive this. And it was. That deadbeat dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I don't go to church. You don't know who your father is. Because before you met that bastard, your father. <laughs> why do you guys laugh? I'm serious. There's some bastards out there. They don't deserve to be called fathers, right? Before that happened, God says, come here. Before you meet that blankety blank. See, pastor's not supposed to say that. Yeah, that's why you're home and I'm here. Here it goes. God says, before I formed you in the womb of your mother, I knew you. You know what that phrase, I knew you, means? I gave you a name. I recognize you as my daughter, as my son. Before you came out of your mother's belly, before they named you Johnny, Peter, Nancy, before they named you at the hospital, oh, what are we going to call our baby? I don't know. Does Nebuchadnezzar sound good to you, honey? <laughs> oh, Nebuchadnezzar is too long. Nabby? Okay, Nabby. Before they picked that name for you, God picked a name for you. You got it? See, if you don't know this, oh, my dad left me. Oh, my dad left. The devil wants you to focus on your own dad. Because the devil knows that you have a heavenly father that he doesn't want you to know. He wants you to think that you are fatherless. And to some of you, has done a great job. But this morning, God is telling you, before I formed you in the womb, I named you. Before you were born, I sanctify you. When were you sanctified? Before. And many of you have been trying for years, trying to be sanctified. I'm almost there, Pastor. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Raise your hand if you're almost there so I can slap you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm almost there. I'm going to pray four hours a day. I did three hours the other day. I was snoring for two, but, you know, I woke up and, oh, Jesus, what happened? And you've been trying all these years, trying to please man, trying to please your dad, trying to please your mom, trying to please pastors, trying to please your boss. Here it goes, trying to please your own, your own crazy self. Some of you guys don't even like yourself. My hair is too crazy. My hair is too straight. And then you go get a perm. Oh, it's too curly. 
And God says, come here. You need to know, write this down. I will never be complete in Christ. Never be complete in Christ until I know who my father is. Write it down. Don't just sit there like, yeah, that bastard. Yeah. Write it down because you've been focusing on the wrong person. You've been blaming the wrong person. And the devil deceived you and told you, you see your daddy? That's you. What's your daddy's name? Give it a name because there's another name above your earthly daddy. Say, oh, yeah, Juan, okay, Tapatios, man. <laughs> God is telling us, before you were born, I sanctify you. And I ordain you a prophet to the nations. You know what that means? That doesn't mean that you're going to be behind a pulpit like me preaching. That doesn't mean. A prophet to the nations means Everywhere you go, you're going to speak. Let me, let me follow today's topic. Prophet to the nations means that everywhere you go, you're going to tell the nations who your daddy is. Not your earthly dad, your heavenly father. Because a prophet does not speak out of his own will. The prophet only speaks what he hears God telling him to say right it's called the mouthpiece for god a prophet speaks okay god says before i you were born i sanctify you so that you can tell the world who am i to you but here's the problem you don't know him as your dad you know him as the lord The Lord Almighty. And everybody says, yes. The creator of the universe, yes. The mighty in battle, Shanda. The one that spoke in the universe, yes, pastor. The almighty God. And you're like, yes. Yes, he is all that. But to me, I don't want to include you in if you want to be included. If you want to be included, say amen. But don't wait. I, I don't want to offend you, you know, because your daddy already offended you enough. Let me not offend you. Because I'm not your daddy. I'm your pastor. Here he goes. Yes, God is almighty. Yes, God spoke and the universe was created. Yes, he's mighty in battle. Yes, he's all that. But to me, he's my father. I don't know who, if it's to you. Oh, yeah, God, man, God, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, God, God is so, yeah. I'm going to show you a scripture that you're going to be like, I didn't know that was in the Bible. You don't even know where your keys were this morning. You forgot your eyelashes this morning. 
I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the ones that forgot their eyelashes. So here it is. Father who? God. Say it. Father God. See, when you know your identity in Christ as a son of God, your identity, write this down, your identity, knowing your identity, will pull you out of any mess you get yourself into. Knowing your identity. will pull you out of any mess the devil gets you in or you get in yourself. Go to Matthew 6. It got quiet? Are you guys taking notes? Oh, I see you guys are taking notes. Father God. So your identity in Christ has the ability to get you out of any situation you find yourself in. Not God. See, because everybody's waiting. Raise your hand if you're waiting for God to get you out of a mess. Raise your hand. No, you don't want to raise your hand anymore. Okay, he's not going to get you out. God's not going to get you out of a mess. You're going to come out of that mess when you know who you are in him. Right? Okay, Matthew 6, 7, and 8. Matthew 6, 7, and 8 says, now, let me give you some background. I have to give you some background. I know that I can give you the revelation on the spot, but let me give you some background. Now, Jesus is talking to the Jewish people, right? Jesus, I got news for you. Jesus was not Mexican. Jesus was not Jewish. And Jesus was not European either. I mean, Jesus was Jewish, I'm sorry. Jesus was not European. He was a Jewish man. So he, his lineage, his descendants were Abraham, Isaac, King David, uh, all the ones you see in the Bible. So when he shows up and starts talking to the Jewish people, see, the Jewish people knew God as the almighty God. If you read Isaiah, the almighty God, if you read Exodus, uh, he opened the Red Sea. He brought him out of Egypt, right? So now Jesus comes and he wants to reveal another side of God to them. Watch this. And when you pray, Jesus is talking about prayer to them. When you pray, do not pray, do not use vain repetitious as the heathen do. Underline repetitious and heathen. <laughs> Praying with repetitions, vain repetitious, it's just pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. Change vain to Facebook. See, when it says vain, put Facebook, Instagram. Prayer warriors, pray for me. I'm at home. And, and you think, 
watch. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. You need to tell your neighbor, you need to stop praying. What? Say it. Trust me. Say those lines. Those lines break religion. See, you guys, it, it, the reason I hesitate there because I want to break that religion in your mind. Stop praying. Tell your neighbor. You've been praying too long. You've been repeating that stuff too long. Stop praying and start receiving. Jesus said, you guys are praying like the heathens. Heathens are the people that don't know God. They don't want God involved. They said, it's, I, if it's going to be, it's up to me. That's a heathen. Have you said that before? Heathen you? If it's going to be, it's up to me. Yeah, because you're a heathen. And then you get knocked on conscience. <laughs> See how, it's, how, how well, how has that been working for you? So the heathen are those people that say, I don't need God. I can do it myself. Don't say amen. Don't even raise your hand. I can do it myself by praying and praying and praying. And they think, and they think that the more they pray and the more they do this, God's going to hear them. Say amen. So Jesus is talking to people that know God, not like you. Okay, not me, Pastor. Not me, Pastor. I say not like you, and you're like, he just offended me. <laughs> well, speak up, say not me. Yo, mama, but not me. See, you guys are, you guys come to church and like, and the devil is beating you with thoughts of depression, fear. And, but you're like, <laughs> in church. When I said, said, Jesus is talking to people that knew God. They knew Moses. They knew, they knew David. They're descendants of their Jewish people. They know God. They know the almighty God. They know El Shaddai. They know Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. They know that God. And he's telling them, you guys think that because you pray many words how many of you last year did you pray for something and it didn't happen god didn't answer you i'll raise two my legs too okay so they're sitting back you and i are like they're like not me pastor yeah it's you see because religion tells you keep praying keep trying you almost got it. You were doing so good. Oh, my God. You almost there. And here you go. It's called a rat race, right? And you try to get it. And you try to get it. And you try to get it. And then I have a song for you. Back in the 80s, there was a song that says, you're never going to get it. <laughs> no, you're never going to get it. No, you're never going to get it. No, you're never going to get it. Why? Because you think that by many rep vain repetitions, What's a vain repetition? God, look what I'm going through. God, have mercy of me. That's vain. You're wasting your time. And some of you stopped already. Yeah, that's why, yeah. That's why I stopped praying. It doesn't say stop praying. It says don't pray like the heathens do. 
Watch for you guys. Don't go on Facebook and solicit all the heathens to use more repetitious. Okay, we're with you. Okay, pray for you. Write this down. I don't know how, how many people are on Facebook. The entire Facebook family could be praying for me. But if I don't believe, nothing is going to happen. Write it down. The whole Facebook family, Instagram, YouTube, and Parlor, and what the other ones? Twitter. Millions of people could be praying for you. What was that? What was the other one? MySpace. So here it is. You can have many, many, many millions of repetitions. Everybody giving you likes and little prayer, prayer hands. They told me those are high fives, but it looks like someone's praying. But Yeah, it was, it was meant for a high five, but everybody uses it for prayer. See how confused you are? The little hands that touch like this, they're not praying. They're high fives. That was the high five. Emoji. So here it is. Everybody could be praying for you, but if you don't believe, now, write this down. No, no one could be praying for me, but if I believe, I got. You see the difference? But the devil has twisted. No, you need to, someone need to pray for you. No, 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 wait a minute. I need to know who am I? Who? Who me? Who me? Yeah, you. Next. Now, the next verse blew their mind. To you, it's going to be like, oh, I already know it. I went to, I went to, what is it called now? Catechism or what is it? And I wanted, I did 20 times. Next one. Oh, no, no, it was, the, it was number nine, but it's okay. Therefore, do not be like them. Why? Don't just repeat and repeat and repeat and ask people, pray for me, pray for me. Don't be like them. For your father, not God, who? Your father, says Jesus. They're like, that? I'm not going to say it because they're, they're going to get me next time. I think they give you three, time, three chances on YouTube before they take you down. I think I already blew my three, my three strikes. <laughs> not the guy that left your mama. Not the guy that abused you. No. Your father knows the things you have need before you open your mouth. Before you even ask, your father knows you need healing, knows you need provision. He knows. Now watch. Excuse me. To them, they were like, who? They thought it was their father, you know, Levine. <laughs> 
No, he says, your father, watch, knows. And I'm like, okay, who is this father? They only knew God as Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Nis. You don't even know him like that. You're like, what? Jehovah Witness? What? <laughs> Jehovah, Witness? Jehovah Witness don't know God. They don't, I don't know what they're witnessing about, but hey. Jehovah is the name of God. So they knew Jehovah Shalom, my peace. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jehovah Nisi, who? He says, no, your father knows the things you need. Here he goes, before you ask. In other words, when you say, God, would you heal me? He says, I already did. God, would you forgive me? I already did. Before you asked me, I knew you needed forgiveness. Therefore, I sent my son to die on the cross so that when you come and say, oh, my God, I need help. God Almighty, you're over there. He says, no, 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 no. Before you even ask, I knew it. I'm not crying. I'm, I got something in mind. You got it? So he knows before. What does that mean? He has already provided everything you're ever going to need. One definition of father, write it down. It's the one who provides. Well, sister, what's going on over there? I'm not talking about the one that left you. I'm not talking about the one that doesn't send the, the child support. I'm not talking about that guy. He does not fit the description because father provides, right? Father is a provider. So God is, uh, Jesus is telling these Jewish people, hey, before you ask your father, and they're like, who? You mean Jehovah? Yes, it's Jehovah. But if you don't see him as your father, you're never going to have your identity established. You always look at yourself like a servant. How many servants of God we have here? Oh, my God. And YouTube, they all go, Pastor, we're all servants. Shut up. Jesus said, your father. He didn't say your Lord. Of course he's Lord. Of course he's Jehovah Jireh. Of course he's the creator of the universe. But Jesus came to show us a different relationship with God. What relationship is that, Pastor? He is your father. He already provided everything you need. Before you ask, he already provided that. Got it? Now, if you don't get it, it's your problem. Don't say, I got it, and then you go out there and say, <laughs> did that send me an email? You need to let that guy go. Say after me, I release my earthly father. He's jacked like I'm jacked. We both need Jesus. <laughs> so I release him. Say, Father, I forgive you. I'll let you go. I'm going to connect 
to my heavenly father, my real father, the one that knew me before you saw me. Before you saw me in the hospital, my heavenly father saw me in heaven. So I let you go. I love you. God bless you. Bye. Done. Say it. See, but the devil wants you to keep looking at him. Look, he's with another lady. Leave him alone. <laughs> he needs Jesus. <laughs> so now Jesus says, your father. And they were like, who? He could have said, Jehovah Jireh, your provider. But no, Jesus came to reveal a new relationship. With, the with God as the Father. Why? Why is that important? Because he named you before you were born. Keep going. Next one. This is the one where they went like, what? So yes, you're going to pray, but you're going to pray in this manner. Therefore, pray like this. Ready? Look at the screen and listen to my words and tell me if I'm off scripture, right? Now, what I'm going to say is going to be very emotional and it's going to make sense to your flesh. But if you keep your eyes on, on the screen, on the first two words, capital O-U-R, you, you, you spot it right there, right? And then the next word is capital F, right? Keep your eyes on those two phrases. I'm not going to say them to you. But I'm going to pray as religion and the devil wants us to pray. Yes, I said it, the devil. The devil is in religion. Write this down. Religion is of the devil. So if you say, oh, pastors are religious men, I'm going to slap you if you tell me that. I'm not a religious man. I'm a son of the most high God. I have a heavenly father that you don't know. Okay. Okay. It's like if I, somebody comes with a plate of trash and dog poop, right? And they say, would you like some? What are you going to say? Oh, I'm man. He said, no, not me. Pass it down. To my, you want some? Oh, no, not me. Well, never take the trash and the poop the devil wants to feed you. Never. Never. So keep your eyes on those two phrases. I'm not going to say it because it's O-U-R in the next word, okay? This is how Jesus said to pray, like the screen. This is how religion and you and emotions wants us to pray. Ready? God, you created me. You know everything about me. Notice I haven't used the first two words that Jesus told me to use. You see how jacked I am? <sighs> I'm going through so much. Only you know. <laughs> Notice how I, I'm, I'm not using the first two words, right? You see, you see the difference? Jesus said, when you, you pray this way, this is how I want you to pray. I don't want you to just repeat a bunch of words thinking that by your repetition of vain words, 
you're going to be hurt. No, no, no. This is how you pray. But I don't want to start the prayer how Jesus told me. I want to pray like I feel. You see the difference? I want to pray like I'm going to be real, man. <sighs> There's so much. I don't even know who my father is. See, I use the word that is there, but I, I'm attributing that word to the wrong person. Are you looking at those? Mija, type in those two words and get rid of the verse because these people are not getting it. Type in just O-U-R capital and then the, the, the next word. I don't want to say it because if I say it, I'm in line with faith. And purposely, I'm not using those two words because the minute I use two words, the devil has to listen to what I'm saying. And the devil has to back off. And the devil and sickness has to bow. And the pain has to bow. And fear has to leave my heart. If I use those two words, but I don't want to use them right now because I want to prove a point. So go ahead and put them up. I'm going to use them. These are the words that Jesus said to use when we pray, and we don't use them. No wonder you're looking at me like, watch. So this is how we're supposed to start, but this is how the devil wants you to start. Write this down. The devil has access to my emotions 100%. The devil has access to my emotions 100%. So don't think you're holy and uh, the devil has access, will always have access to your emotions. You know why? Because people will always get you mad. People will, you know, if I look at your face right now, the devil's telling me, look at their faces. They're not getting it. He has access to my emotions. Oh, my God, they're getting offended. This guy's not looking up. This girl's going crazy. This girl, the other one. See, the devil is constantly, the devil will always have access to our emotions. It's up to you to control your emotions. What are they going to say in Facebook if, I, if they misunderstand? You know, the devil has access. But now I know. I don't care what you say or what the devil said. I love you. Right? So here it is. So this is how the devil wants you to pray. And we've been praying like that for years. Jesus said, hey, listen to me. Your father knows what you need. He knows you need X, Y, and Z. But this is how you pray. But this is how they taught us to pray. First, repent. God, I haven't been good today, you know. God, I know you're in heaven and I'm here in Bakersfield. God, you know everything. You're sovereign. You're sovereign. God, God, I'm not even touching those two words. What am I doing? It's called rebellion. Write the phrase down because you're looking at me like, what? When I go against the word, I'm being rebellion. You don't have to wear a, a Harley jacket and put a tattoo in your neck to be a rebel. Say, I'm a rebel when I pray contrary to the word. 
I'm going to be a rebel right now. Hey, but let's pray, sister, you know. <sighs> you know, these people, they don't listen, you know. Let's pray that God will really help these people. Amen, ready? Because the Bible says if we agree. Okay, ready? God, Jesus. There's only two words up there. And I'm, I'm so far from those two words. No wonder the devil is messing with me. No wonder I feel like throwing in the towel. No wonder I say, man, this is too hard. I know the donuts are nice, Pastor, but hey, <sighs> you don't know what I'm going through. God, please. Well, you need to pray. I do. Trust me. Two hours. <sighs> God, <sighs> I forgive those that are they're on me. God. Uh, and Jesus said, when you pray, the first thing you need to do when you pray, you need to connect to your identity. The first thing you do is you connect to your identity. You cannot connect to your identity unless you acknowledge him as your father. Never. See, some of you guys... Don't even want to use your father's last name. Not using that bastard's name. It's, it's Smith, but you're Lopez. Wait a minute. You, you're kind of too white to be Lopez. I'm Lopez. Don't want to deal with Smith. But, but you pr you're pretty Norwegian looking. Well, Lopez. <laughs> Why? Because you don't want to associate with that person, right? What Jesus said here, before you open your mouth and start saying, God, look what I'm going through. I need this. My body hurts. Da, 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 da. He says, this is how you pray. You immediately make a connection with your father. Because once you do that, you take your position as sons and daughters of the most high God. You pray in this manner, our Father, how it be thy name. And then the devil says, who are you crying to? And he has to leave you alone. The devil cannot mess with the children of God. Now the devil will destroy the servants of God. Are you a servant or are you a child of God? Are we okay with time? Okay. So Jesus said, don't get into all this repetitious of pray for me. Oh, Rabbi Sanda, Rabbi Sanda, pray for me. And, uh, Rabbi Sanda, I want a Honda. I want a Honda. Rabbi Sanda, I want a Honda. What are you doing? I'm praying for a car, Pastor. And you praying for a Honda? You asking God for a Honda? And when you pray... Do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do. 
The heathens are those people that can care less about God. They say, I'm going to do it on my own. I don't need God. I got this. And God says, okay, let me see. How are you going to deal with Corona? Because <laughs> God says, I know how to deal with Corona. I crush Corona on the cross. But you being such a heathen that you don't know. And you say, let's pray for protection of Corona. Stay home and watch us on YouTube. Let's be safe. Hey, you're too close. Six feet, please. Over here. Because Corona cannot jump six feet. heathens trying to do it on their own trying to protect your own life jesus said if you try to save your life you're gonna lose it because you're not powerful enough to protect yourself but your father has the power to tell corona tell the devil tell sickness don't you mess with my daughter don't you mess with my son and corona cancer sickness says all right i don't touch her i go to the next one over here that is using vain repetition tell neighbor are you liking this or should we leave now this is the time for you to leave because it's going to get crazy. <laughs> Open the door. You can leave now. Don't say, uh, because I'm just, this, this is, I'm just warming up. We're going up. See, we're not going to waste another year of staying home, eating outside in a piece of paper. I went to a restaurant in town that I want to give props to on Friday night. Where was that place at? A beautiful restaurant in town on Callaway and Brim Hall. And we walked in, and everybody with no mask, and they were like, hey, what's going on? I said, hey, party over here. I said, I'm coming here. We're only going to support those businesses that tell the devil, you're not going to destroy my finances. You're not going to destroy my way of living. We're coming out in Jesus' name. And it was pretty good sushi. So here it is. Heathens, let me, let me give you the definition. It's someone that does not trust God. They trust themselves or science. <laughs> Those are the heathens. It says, don't be like the heathens because the heathens say, if you say it, if you say it, if you say it enough, if you, if you call everybody, it's going to happen. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. Doesn't, this is not abacadabra. This is when you pray, your father already knows. And when you pray, go to eight. Was it eight? In this manner, therefore, pray. So this is the formula to get your prayer answered. Don't you want to know? How? How do we address God? This is how you pray. Our Facebook family. In social media. No? Hello. What's your name? Might as well read it that stupidly. 
Is that a word? Stupidly? I made one up, but don't worry. Your pastor makes up Spanglish words and words back and forth. You need the Holy Ghost to give you revelation of what I'm saying. <laughs> I preach in tongues sometimes. Jesus said, if you're going to pray, this is how you get your answers. This is how you always win. Always. I mean always. Because Paul says, if God is for us, who could be against us? So the heathens don't trust God. They use wisdom of this world. Like six feet apart. Right? And then from six feet apart, you go six feet under. Got it? So it says, this is how you pray. Our Father. The minute you acknowledge God as your Father, you are reconnecting yourself to your lineage, your spiritual lineage. You're no longer your Father Duran only. Now you are your Heavenly Father's daughter. And when you come into agreement, you in the spirit world, the devil looks at you and says, how can I mess with this? I know how I'm going to mess with it. Now you think that you, he loves you? You think he loves you? No, he doesn't love you. Because he always have, he will always have access to your emotions. And he will fight day and night to convince you that you're nothing but a servant. And that you just a sinner saved by grace and be lucky that you're breathing. And, you, and he will make you feel like a piece of trash bringing back your past or your present situation to make you feel that you're a piece of trash. Because it knows, the devil's an id, I guess they told me I was calling him him. It knows, the devil, that if he keeps you confused about your identity as a daughter or a son of God, he will rob you of your spiritual authority. That's what he wants to take from you. He doesn't mind you going to church, but no power. He doesn't mind you being nice, no power. He doesn't mind you be safe, no power. My life is in the hands of God. And I'm not living this earth until I finish my assignment to preach the gospel of the finished work of Christ. Period. So watch this. Why is it important for us to know our Father? Watch this. Go to Luke. Luke 15, is it? Luke 15. Luke 15, 11. Your identity is the most important thing you need to grab because your identity connects you to your spiritual lineage. See, you know who you are in this world, in the natural. You know you're Hispanic, you're white, you're African-American, you're Democrat, you're uh, Republican, you're this, and, and you label yourself. Okay, but do you know who you are in the spirit? 
do you know who your daddy is? Who's your daddy? Right? And you listen to all those stupid songs and you don't even know. Who's your daddy? <laughs> the devil. <laughs> Who's your daddy? Are you, honey, you. Tell the guy next to you, you're not my daddy. You're too limited to be my daddy. You can't give me peace. Let me tell you, a, a human being cannot give you peace, healing, eternal life. Look at the guy next to you or the girl next to you and says, do you have eternal life for me? Hmm? Ask her. You can ask her too. The answer is no, I don't have eternal life for you. Oh, then you're not my daddy. You're my brother. You're my sister. But my father is God. Watch this. So Jesus continues. Jesus came to reveal God as the father. Got it? He did not come and said, okay, you guys know who Jehovah Jireh is? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know that the, the, you guys remember the story when Moses, you know, when God opened the Red Sea? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's in, it's in Exodus. Oh, okay. I'm just checking. You guys know when God brained food from heaven, from, uh, manna from heaven? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. That was religion. That was, that was in the past. Jesus comes and says, I'm here to reveal to you a new dimension of that guy that you call Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom. I'm here to tell you who he really is. And he used many different things, like the prayer. Now he uses this one. Then he said, this is Jesus saying, this is Jesus talking to a group of people like I'm talking to you, right? And he's trying to make it like, I don't know who God is. Watch. A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to the father, to his father, underline the word father, to his father, Father, give me the portion of the goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. So one of them says, Father, and this is a famous story they preach about the prodigal son, right? He says, I want to leave. Give me my money. I want to go. And I, I heard many preachers talk about this, but they never told me this part. Keep going. And not many days after the young son, I'm going to paraphrase it as I go. The young son gathered all his uh, iPod and his iPhone and, you know, his backpack and put it on his, in his backpack and called his friend to give him a ride because he couldn't drive because he had, he had a DUI. <laughs> but he had money in his pocket that his dad gave him some money, and he called his friend, hey, hey, brother, my brother, I have some money now. Come pick me up, and we go. So he, he, they went off to Vegas to, to live out there because uh, the houses were cheap. And they bought a house in Vegas, and they live, and they wasted his possessions with pro, uh, prodigal living, living like crazy. And they party all the time, and they were having a blast. They would go on Instagram and say, hey, where are the two, the two, the two uh, Bakersfield uh, posse, right? So they would have parties every night, and, you know, don't worry. I got it. I got it. I got it. And the, his friend goes, uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying that I got it. I know you got it. I'm just, you know, I'm just acting like if I'm going to pay. I got it. 
So keep going. But when, when he had spent all, when, when the debit card was not working, you know, <laughs> when the debit card stopped working and it's like, what happened? And then he called, uh, excuse me, uh, yeah, you depleted all your funds. The fun is over. <laughs> they say, what? Yeah. Can, can I get a list of my transactions? Oh, yeah. Here it is. Vegas, 250, uh, the Mirage, 500, uh, in and out I don't know why you spent $500 in In-N-Out. Oh, yeah, yeah, everybody. I took everybody in In-N-Out. I paid for the 20 cars behind me. Oh, okay. So they went down the list, and they say, you are at zero. The funds are gone, and the fund is gone, right? Watch this. Go ahead. He, and he began to, oh, then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. <coughs> and he sent and sent him to his field to feed. For you guys, the swine is not sweet wine. Swines are pigs, okay? People say, oh, yeah, the, sw the swan? You mean the swan in the lake? No, 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 the pigs. They said, do you want a job? Yeah, because, you know, my debit card's not working. Okay, go feed my pigs, and I'll put some money into your debit card so you can party on Saturday, on Friday night. Okay, so he goes and, you know, feeds the swine, the pigs, and he is feeding the pigs every week and partying on Fridays, you know, with $50. And he's like, oh, man. So finally... He wanted to eat what the pigs were eating, but uh, no one gave him anything. The guy told him, listen, I'm trying to get these pigs fat for Thanksgiving, right? You better not eat their food. Feed the pigs. Don't touch the food. And he was so hungry that he wanted to eat that food. They, they were feeding the pigs. And he says, you touch that food, you're fired. So he was working there, right? Watch this. Next. Underline the word, the phrase, but when he came to himself. Whenever you see the word B-U-T, it means that whatever was behind that word, it's about to be eliminated. You know, like when they say, you know what, you're a nice person. I like the way you do things, but... You can erase nice person, and I like how you do good things. <laughs> Listen to what's coming. <laughs> you know, like they call you in at work. You know, you're a hard worker. and this, you know. But we have to make some cuts. The part cuts, that means you're cut. <laughs> Forget about nice person, hard worker. No. But he was with the swines. He was with the pigs. He wanted to eat the food of the pigs, but he was like, I can't believe this. But... One day, he came to himself, underline himself, and put, he came to his identity. He came to his identity and said, how many of my, who? My father's workers, servants, have bread enough to spare and I am perishing with hunger. Next verse. Watch this. 
I will arise and go to the Lord's house. No? <laughs> I will arise and go to the Almighty house. I will arise and go to serve the Lord. Because nothing's working in my life. That's the problem with a lot of you. Nothing's working in your life. And then you say, I'm going to go serve the Lord. You might as well stay with the pigs. No. This guy retook, regained his identity as a son. And he said, in my father's house... I will get up and go back to my. He could have said, I will go back to Mr. Richardson's house. I will go back to Mr. Martinez's house. I will go back to Mr. Johnson's house. I will go back to that beautiful house in the corner over there. I will go back to the rich man's house. Uh, because he was rich, and he was Mr. Johnson, and he was uh, everything I'm mentioning to you. I will go to the richest man in town's house. No, he came to himself. What that means is that nothing happens until you come to your identity in Christ. That's why nothing's working. I hate to break it to you. Nothing's working. You might as well keep, you're going to keep hanging around with the pigs. The swines. Okay, smoother. Don't be telling your neighbor, hi, swine. No, 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 relax. Don't be rude. See, your identity has the ability to pull you out of any mess you find yourself in. You want to come out of that mess that you got yourself in? You're not going to come out by saying, God, help me. Facebook friends, warriors, how do they call them? Unfriend those guys already. You need to come to yourself and say, wait a minute, what am I doing here? Oh, I know, in my father's house, not on the rich man's house, he was rich, not on the white big house in the corner or on the hill, it was a big, oh, in the big, uh, how do they call those, a big uh, uh, plantation, big, big house, he could have described it any other way, but it just so happens that he never lost his identity as the son of that man. And Jesus is telling these people, listen, you guys need to follow me when I tell you these parables because you know God as the Almighty. You know God as the one that can do anything. You know that all things are possible with God. Yes, yes, but nothing's working. You're still with the pigs. You're still in a mess. You're still trying to get out. You're still going paycheck to paycheck. You're still trying to make it to the next week but it says he said i will arise and i will go back to my father and the rest of the story goes like this he came back well, let's keep reading it because he came back to the father he says i i will go and say father and most of you say, Lord, Lord, help me, please. 
It's not that he doesn't want to help you. The devil knows that you don't know who you are. The devil knows that you are emotionally attached to failure. The devil has you emotion emotionally attached to your past. The devil has you emotionally attached to your mistakes. And the devil will keep you emotionally attached to the mess. Because misery loves company. He wants you to hang around with pigs. He wants you to hang around with swines. And you know who those are. I'm not going to go in detail. But he wants to keep you around the people that look like you, talk like you, think like you, and are jug busted and disgusting like you. But it just so happens that one day, and I hope it's today, you will come to yourself and you will say, what am I doing here this is not the plan that God has for my life this is not what Jesus died on the cross to give me wait a minute he paid the price so that I don't have to be hanging around with you you need to tell some people I can't hang around with you no more because you stink too much your attitude stinks your life stinks the way of thinking stinks and you don't you're a heathen you don't even go to church you don't even read the Bible and you want me to be better buddies with you what am I doing in this mess I will get up I will unfriend you on Facebook and I will go back to my father's house notice the dad never went out and looked for him never God's not gonna go look for you hey Ramses come here no, he's going to say, you know where the house is. You know what I've done for you. Now, if you choose to stay in your emotional mess with swines around you, yeah, come here, let me tell you. you oh, your husband left you? Oh, me too. Mine too. Don't worry, they're all bastards. Pastor, call him bastard so I can use that word. Yeah, and then you go with this other lady that is Jack, and then you're Jack, and then you don't know that when you're with the swines, you're going to stink like a swine. And everything looks so familiar to you. Oh, yeah, and they left. Yeah, and then they said this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny that he told me the same thing, and you still don't get it. It's the same devil that jacked you up, wants to jack her up, wants to jack him up, wants to jack me up. It's the same devil. That's why the stories are so familiar. That's why we all hang around at the swine club, right? Follow me here. Remember the two words that I put up there that I didn't want to use? I'm going to say the first one, you say the second one. Our, the word father. Today's teaching is Father God. This young man lost everything, made a mess of his life, and one day he regained his identity. And he says, you're a pig, I'm not a pig. I'm acting like a pig with you, but I'm not a pig. I'm trying to eat the same trash you eat, but they don't even let me eat it. I get a hangover like you won't, you won't believe it. I mean, you, you're fine, right? Man, I'm fine. You know, I get up and go to work, man. I take two beers and I get up like, oh, my God, why? Because you're not a pig. You're acting and living with pigs, but you're not 
a pig because they say, oh, man, don't you feel bad? Oh, I don't feel bad at all, man. Yeah, because you are a swine. Uh, what am I doing here? He says, I will go back. Listen, to, look at the word. And I will say to him, to that man, Father. Jesus said, when you pray, when you want to get out of a mess, you need to go to your father. You can't go to Facebook and say, Mom, where's my dad? What's my dad's name? Let me think. No, no, no. You're wasting your time. You need to go to your father, God, and say, Father, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. Keep going. And I'm not, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. See, when you hang around with pigs for a while, you feel like you're not worthy. Keep going. Make me like one of your higher servants. Keep going. And he arose and came to where? To his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him. Write this down. The minute I take a step of faith, God sees me. He never sees you without faith. He knows where you are. You're in the pig pen. When he was so far away coming towards the house, the father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Keep going. 30, 21. And the son said to him, here it goes again. What? Some of you guys are saying, Lord. Lord, you know I'm weak. God says, I don't know you as weak. I know you as my son, as my daughter. You have my DNA in you. You are more powerful than what you think or what they made you to believe you're not a failure like your mom like your dad you are my son and he said father i have sinned against against heaven in and in your sight and i am no longer worthy to be called your son keep going but erase i'm not worthy Erase, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to be your son. All your little speeches and all your emotions, God says, I don't, uh, see, God says, I can't agree with your emotions because then both of us will be wrong. So he tells them, it's okay, but, when you see the word but, erase that I'm not worthy. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe. Oh, Jesus. And put it on him. And put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet. Watch the next one. Go. And bring one of the calves that he was feeding out there. And let's kill it. And let us eat and have a party. But, 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 but I'm not worthy. Yeah, son, that's what you think. It's not what you think, it's what the Father thinks of you. He says, bring a robe, bring a ring, and let's celebrate. Watch the next verse. Oh, my God. I'm done with this one. 
You can center your feet on this one. I'm done. You can run around if you want. For this is my son. God will not say, you sinner, you crazy, you're going to be, you need to clean the toilets and you need to drag yourself. God says, no. See, the Father is declaring who you are so that every devil in Kern County, every devil and wherever you are, they are able to hear how God sees you. God says, this is my son. I named you before you were born. You belong to me. And every devil was hearing and saying, oh, my God. You mean he didn't lose his title? God says, no, because his DNA is my DNA. I am his true father. This is my son. Watch, watch, watch. Was dead. Was he dead? He was partying. He was dead, but now he's alive again. He was lost, and he is found. Stand to your feet. We're done. I don't know why you're waiting for it. Like, what's next? I'm done. What do you mean, what's next? You're next. It's up to you. Let me ask you a question. 2021 is going to get even crazier, okay? Don't think things are going to get better. Biden is going to say, okay, go to church. It's going to get crazy to the point they're going to start threatening people to come to church. But we are children of the most high God. And if God be for us, who could be against us? But you cannot approach God. If you don't accept him as your dad. And I know that some of you have issues with your dads. We all have issues with our dads. They were jacked. They need Jesus. But if you want to cut that trash and start fresh with your father, God, come to the front. Let me pray for you. This is, now, I, as a pastor, I can pray for you. Facebook cannot pray for you. But as your pastor, I can pray for you. If you want to cut your trash with your earthly dad or mom, and the devil's been telling you, yeah, your mom got divorced, you got divorced. Your mom had this, your dad did this, your dad was an alcoholic, you're an alcoholic. If you want to break that trash and come to yourself and say, what am I doing in this mess? Come up to the front, let me pray for you. Man or female, doesn't, it's not just guys. Some of you ladies are so bitter with your parent, with your dad, or with your mom. You guys are like, and then you come to God and say, Lord, bless me. Lord, bless me. No, Father God, thank you for blessing me. See, you're into the, in, in, in this, I don't know, competition of who's going to get out of the mess first. Nobody's getting out of the mess without Father God. No one. So if you're out there, come to the front. I'm not going to the front. I'm going to pray that it doesn't work back there. It only works for those that come to the front. Yeah, people say, I'll stay back here. Okay, you stay back there. It's not going to work for you. Why? Because Jesus was crucified naked on a cross. Naked. And he did it for you. 
so that you can have this morning and you can come up to him and say, Father God. Raise your hands. Once you're up here, raise your hands. Start, start praying. Don't wait for me. I'll, I'll pray for you. I'm going to lay hands on you, but just connect to your father. Don't wait for me to. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what the devil's telling you. I don't know what the lies you've been receiving. That I don't know what the devil's telling you about your past. And it, it's like a cycle. It keeps going around and around every three months, every four months, every month. And you're like, I guess that's, that's, that's the way it lived. Yeah. With the swines, yeah. But if you say, I'm going to my father's house, spiritually speaking, you're going to move from that place of hurt, of rejection, of emotional trauma. You're going to move from there. And you're going to say, I'm going to leave this mess behind. Come on, keep coming. It's open. Don't, don't just sit there like, I don't know what he's talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Your father says, I have plans for you. All the lies the devil has told you, they end today. Because when the prodigal son said, I'm getting up and I'm going home. It doesn't say that a big pig grabbed him by the leg and, and broke his leg and dragged him. No. The minute he said, he didn't even give a two-week notice. Did you notice that? And you're like, well, I'm going to give two-week notice to the devil. The devil doesn't deserve two-week notice from you. You can tell the devil, today, you're fire. You're no longer going to work in my life. You're no longer going to drag me back to yesterday. You're no longer going to keep me back. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Say it. Say, I'm moving on. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Say, I'm moving on. I forgive my dad, my mom, whoever abused you, whoever mistreated you. You better just say, I forgive you and I move on. And now say, Father God, here I am. Now I know that I'm your son, your daughter. Now I know that you knew me before I was born. Now I know that you named me, that you said to me, you are mine. You said it, that I belong to you. I didn't know. I felt lost. I was dead in the past, but now I come to you. You know what I need before I even open my mouth. But I make a decision this morning. I'm going to identify myself as your son, as your daughter. You are my father. I'm not fatherless. I'm not fatherless. I thought I was. But now I know. I've never been. Not for a second. You've always been with me. You've never left me. 
and you never will. I thank you. I receive my identity in Christ as your son, as your daughter. I will not identify myself with my past, with my present situation. I will identify myself with the finished work of Christ. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. I receive the benefit of being your son. You are Lord. You are almighty. You are the creator of everything. <laughs> but you are my father. You are my, you are my father. And I am your son. I receive it. I will not go back. Devil. You stop messing with my emotions. I bind you. I cast you out of my mind. I cast you out of my life. I remind you that you are under my feet. Step on it. You are under my feet. My past is under my feet. Everything is behind. I start fresh in the blessing. In the joy of the Lord. I am blessed to be a blessing to all the families of the earth. I know there's many people out there like me that they don't know that they have a father. Use me to share with them the truth that you are our father. Father God, thank you. I am completing you. I'm not missing anything. I am complete in you. Everything I need, it's in me. Because you live in me. And you are everything I need. I don't need people. I don't need a bunch of friends. I need you. You are the strength of my life. You are the light that guides me. You are the strength that I need to let the past be in the past and receive my new identity in Christ Jesus. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. If you receive it, give the Lord a hand. All right. Say hi to one another. Say, hey, sister. Hey, brother. Now you can call yourself sister and brothers.